Okay, hello and welcome folks to another edition of RSF Radio. I am your host, Joe Monday, and this is the podcast where we talk about what's been going on on the front page of our Street Fighter. Now, today is June 14th, episode 43, and I missed a lot. I missed a lot of the front page of our Street Fighter. It's been a couple weeks since we've done a normal show. I've had a lot of guests on recently. Seems like people kind of want guests on the show, or more guests, more variety of guests, which I'm totally down for. Uh, we can get into that probably at the wrap that one up at the end of the show. Uh, but in the meantime, I do want to apologize uh, at the beginning of this episode. It's it might become a brief episode. Uh, I am feeling a little bit under the weather, drinking this hot toddy. I like a good hot toddy when I'm sick uh, because I'm a functioning alcoholic. Uh, no, that's not something fun to joke about. However, I do find hot eyes to be like, they're good, man. Like, just that little bit of whiskey, a little bit of tea. When I when I drink tea uh, at all, I prefer Lapsang Souchong. I highly recommend it. It's like a smoked tea that, I, I don't know, like the smell to it. It's just like a smoky smell. It's so good. Uh, I've made like mashed potatoes with it. Give you like a little smoky mashed potatoes. Yeah, you just, like, put a little bit of that in, like, the, the water that you're boiling your taters in and then, like, kind of don't don't entirely strain it out when you go to mash. Oh, it's very good. Very delicious. Um, so, yeah, I'm. it might be a little short episode. Uh, that also might be because I've just kind of been not really up to... Uh, well, let me put it this way. There hasn't been a ton of Street Fighter-related things to really talk about in the last like week or two weeks or so uh just because like e3 is happening right now like currently with like it's this week so all the big announcements have happened everyone's very excited about a whole bunch of other games there's a lot of great news for fighting games um which not necessarily would be covered in something like like this podcast uh, we typically don't reach too far out of street fighter i mean we could talk a little bit out if you want to talk about like smash everyone's like FGC Twitter seems to be very excited about Smash, except for Waluigi fans. That's weird. Uh, I wonder why. I thought everyone was included. I thought Smash was inclusive. Anyway, uh, no. So, again, it might be a little bit of a short episode, and I apologize for that. Um, but also, I want to apologize for, like, if you guys hear, like, a wind chime. So, I live in the city, and my neighbor of, there's about, maybe three feet maximum between our houses and like right on the edge of his property of our backyards right on the edge right there he put a wind chime uh which i posit should be illegal if you live in the city now i get it if you live like out in the country and there's there's no one within earshot of a gentle wind chime blowing amidst the breeze uh to, to your leisure please Please go ahead and enjoy those sounds. Uh, but if you live in the city, it should be a crime. So I was thinking, I was talking about this with my wife. He was on a couple episodes ago. Uh, that there has to be a solution to this. And she was like, well, what if there was like an accident? I'm like, okay, yeah, I like where your head's at. Like we're tossing football in the backyard and then, oops, it knocked over your wind chime, but it's made of steel. That might be tough. Like, oops, accidental smelting. Those things happen. Sometimes you, there's just an accidental smelting. I don't know. And then maybe it was like, well, maybe if like we bought a wind chime, 
and then intentionally destroyed it in front of the other wind chime to be like, hey, you wind chime, like, this is what wind, this is what happens to wind chimes in this neighborhood, so you better watch your back. Whenever you feel that gentle breeze, you better think twice about making your lovely tunes. I understand they're very lovely, but enough is enough. Uh, there's a ton of solutions to this wind chime problem. Uh, like, asking your neighbor to take it. No, I don't want to do that because that would be so, man, that's a social nightmare. Social awkward nightmare that I don't want to be trapped in. I just have to find some way to use subterfuge to um, take care of this this wind chime problem that I have. Uh, Okay, anyway, let's get into the news because a lot's at least been happening with like our Street Fighter as a whole. So I I know I said that earlier, there's not a whole lot going on, but our Street Fighter's doing some stuff. We're making moves. And by that, I mean the voting process is up. And in fact, upon hearing this podcast, uh, this is a Thursday that you might be hearing this. Or it could be Friday. Friday's the last day. Get your votes in now. Uh, You guys nominated uh, the players that you wanted. And now it's time to vote. Uh, There's a lot of really good players in this list. And it could be very difficult to to decide. There's like... It's kind of harsh. There's like... There's one Zangief, and I don't know that there's like other, you know, players to choose from. But also, I abstained from. I should be clear, uh, as the person who's running it, I did abstain from voting, uh, and I also abstained from nominating players because that's not. I feel like that would be a little unfair to the community. To it, it just it made things easier for me just to say I didn't have any hand in this. Uh, this is all you guys. So again, this is all you guys. Uh, this is just the voting process. So the top two, at least, we're going to try and get to Evo 2018. Uh, and if you guys raise enough money, because that's the other part about this, uh, is that there's going to be a whole fundraising part uh, with T-shirts. There's going to be a fundraising part with direct donations through Matcherino. Uh, it'll be a whole thing, uh, much like it was for Combo Breaker. Uh, and at least the top two, we're going to try and get out there. Uh, but in addition to that, I'm thinking, yo, what if we got four? I know there's, there's, we're running up like on time. You're like, you've got like a month really to raise enough money to like a solid, we have like a solid month of, of money raising to like really plan out, you know, who we can get to, to the big show. Uh, so I'm, I'm hopeful because I believe in the community. Uh, I don't know, that's, hmm, this is, hmm. I don't know if I should talk about this. Uh, this is one of those things where I feel like the community is is both equally good and... All right, so let's actually use an example. Let's talk about the Summit of Power for a minute. Uh, it is FGC. It's FGC. Uh, not necessarily Street Fighter, although Street Fighter players were in the Summit of Power. It was basically a bunch of people voted... Uh, which the voting process I'll get talk about in, in just a second because that's the important part. Uh, voted on players to go live in a house for a couple days, and at the end of those days, they of like having like fun matches and like I don't know, just like house built those like Big Brother, but with fighting games. Um, there was like a very good Jenga stuff. Jenga was very hot in the FGC for a couple days. Then it was like Mafia, and then they played the tournament. Uh, fantastic tournament. Uh, if you enjoy watching. Uh, DBZ, DBFC, uh, great, good, great stuff. But 
what I have to bring up is the voting process on how players were voted into the house. Uh, because along with voting, uh, they required people basically to buy more vote. You could buy more votes to elect these players, which I, I see this as from both ends from the user end. As someone who might buy votes to get their favorite player up to a thing, it could be like that whole eBay like bidder's remorse, except you lose all your money, right? Like, because you don't get that money back if your player doesn't get voted, you just lose it. Uh, and I can see that how like someone sits on a on a vote until the very last minute and then buys a bunch at the very end uh, and just gets people over. Like that happened. That happened to a lot of players, or at least a couple of players who got voted in. Like that's that's kind of funky it's funky business that's like not a good user experience but from the like my production mind and my like trying to raise money mind as someone who's done this a couple times for player sponsorships is that like I know at least right now the 900 people have voted just about 900 people have voted for the player sponsorship for the R Street Fighter player sponsorship and I will promise you, I will promise you that 900 people will not donate money in any way or buy a t-shirt or do anything like that. I just, I, this is just not how the metrics work. It's way easier to vote and way easier to be involved that way. And that's fine to be involved that way. And I'm glad to have people involved that way. But also that doesn't help the community reach its ultimate goal of sponsoring players to get to the main stage where they belong so that they can compete. It's, it's a different thing for me, but I also see it from like the business perspective of the summit of power where like, they're just like, they're just running like a show basically. Luckily though, they put a lot of that money into production value and from all reports, uh, those players were treated very well and very nicely. And like, it's like, it's good that they were good arbiters of that money. So that's, it's a good situation over there. So like ultimately ended up being good. But there's part of me, and I'm just tossing this idea out there. I actually don't know if this is viable in our case, but I think maybe it might be worthwhile to say, well, if you guys want to vote uh, in the next... God, no, I can't even say it out loud, because we can't do that. We've always been more people-focused, community-focused, and just making people vote is... Even, like, I'm just talking this out, like, kind of in front of an audience of everybody and even just saying these words out loud I'm like nah we can't we can't we can't do something like that because it's for the people by the people in Mother Russia on our Street Fighter so anyway uh, I guess look forward to the next Summit of Power it's not there's not going to be a Street Fighter I can almost guarantee that we have too many things similar to that where that that doesn't make sense to do it but uh, anyway uh, what's the next bit we can talk about other Street Fighter related stuff. Oh, this one's fun. Uh, speaking of community-based things, uh, this was a... I know this was a while ago. I had, let, I had like marked this one to definitely talk about because I think it's definitely worth talking about, uh, which is Tom Cannon's uh, talk at GDC 2017. Uh, it's just a very good talk. And if you don't know who Tom Cannon is, uh, co-founder of of evo speaking of evo man i had so many ways to transition into this I just, i'm just like i might go back and re-record more transitions 
You want to like go back with me a second and start re-recording more transitions? Oh man, lovely, beautiful. So many options, so many avenues. Uh, regardless, talks about uh, the fighting game community, how it was built basically, and how that ties into esports and game development. Uh, but some of the more interesting stuff that he gets into uh, kind of reincorporates like basically how you can't you can't really force the esports on something. You can't just have the top level here's the esports because no other sport or any institution is like that. There's so many other things below it which eventually reach that top pinnacle pyramid. Uh, the example that he uses is the, the NBA. There's not just the NBA. There's so many other basketball-related institutions all over the country, and all over the world, in fact, that support basketball. And, support, and that support of basketball supports the NBA in even those somewhat tangential ways, but sometimes very direct ways. Like, if schools don't offer basketball as a as a school sport then maybe kids don't get into basketball or even understand the sport so like it's there's a whole institutions built around that uh and things are getting better for for games definitely uh you're seeing colleges at least take uh are they calling them esports scholarships are they calling them esports scholarships I hope they're not calling them esports scholarships. They're probably calling them that. Uh, regardless, esports scholarships <laughs> for people to, uh, I guess, get paid to go to school for playing games and have gaming teams, which is like all good stuff. Um, and how it's just things that I like to think about as well uh, on a day to day because. I think there's a lot that we can do as a community. Like our fighting community has already bolstered many of the major tournaments of the fighting game community. It's it's mostly still grassroots, even though there is like big corporate money still involved. Like <laughs> I said big corporate money. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not true. It's, it's corporate money. It's, it's sizable, let's say. Uh, but even though it has that kind of influence, it's still operated by and run by like, your TO's not going to be someone who doesn't know shit about fighting games. It's going to be someone who volunteered. It's going to be someone who, like, knows what the fuck they're doing, hopefully. Or at least was told, knows about the game, let's say. It's not just going to be some Joe Schmo that they just hired, right? They're not going to be a, a teamster running your bracket, let's say. Uh, and it's never going to be that way. And it also can't be taken away from us because of the people who are still involved and still making this community thrive. Um, and hmm. I guess where I'm going with this is that I am a, I am in agreement with most of this GDC talk and a lot of what uh, Tom Cannon has to say about building communities and eh, it's like thinking about like applying that to my own world and thinking about just opening it up to you guys of like, how do you apply that to your own world? Like, what does that mean? What does that look like? Um, and just different ways to expand the community because the more you do, the more you work at like a, a ground grassroots level, uh, everyone benefits, even though like at a top level. But regardless, not important. Uh, moving on. Uh, speaking of 
top level, community support, fun stuff like that. Something that we haven't touched upon in a while, uh, which we should go back to because we're kind of like in it right now. I think, actually, I think if I clicked on this link, I could see tournament right now. Uh, what, I'm, what am I talking about? Rage. Uh, Japan's Rage. It is the Street Fighter All-Stars League. Uh, powered by Capcom, <laughs> I should say. Uh, if you don't know what that is, uh, guess what? Fuga de... Hmm, this is the second time I'm going to say it out loud on this show, and it's, I'm going to butcher it again. Fuga Tibetai? Doctor, I'm sorry. Doctor Fuga Tibetai. Uh, has translated and done a bunch of work here. Like, it's kind of a great article on, like, what is Rage? Where is it? Like, who's on what? Like, what important dates do you need? All of this information is there. Uh, and it's actually a really well-produced, really fun-looking tournament. Uh, I haven't been able to like follow along with you know how people are receiving it in Japan or within those audiences, but the players themselves seem to be having a very good time with it. The players themselves seem to be having a lot of fun with this, uh, and like hearing their their chatter back and forth and seeing some things on Twitter and seeing some translations, even just in this article, are has been a lot of fun. Uh, basically, this breaks down like what's up for grabs. So it's teams of three, uh, run by the the six like leaders of those six teams let's say uh the team breakdown is uh so nemo kazunoko and storm kubo are on team Uh, and how they pick these teams were like basically like it was like a they held a draft basically Uh, and if there was anyone who and there was a whole there's a whole bunch of like weird arbitration rules that you can read about of how this worked but these were players chosen by the the team leaders uh, there's Itabashi's team, uh, with it, which is Macha- Machabo. Mm, I always want to say Machabo, but it's that's not it. It's not how you say that. Uh, Machabo and Gachikun. Uh, there's Fujimura's team that has Momochi and MOV. Uh, Daigo's team has Sako and Bonchan. Uh, Moke has Dogra and Hayatani. And Tokido's team is Fudo and Mago, which is a very strong team. Uh, the pictures from their team has been have been fun to see, and also watch the interview of of uh, Born Free and Mago. It's that's a it's quite a good one. Also, the Born Free and Tokido. Have I not told you to go watch those? Go watch those interviews. They're they're very good. Go watch those, that entire interview series from uh, Combo Breaker. It's all very good stuff. Uh, so anyway, uh, important dates are actually like right now and like upcoming right now. Uh, I actually think this is happening. This is happening right now at this recording at like the time of this recording if i click on this open rec tv link will it will i see a will i see matches i think i will actually hold on i'm gonna let this load no i don't want to sign in no i don't want to do any of that stuff i just want to watch the nope nope not right now okay uh maybe i don't know how time works uh, anyway, there's a match tonight. Uh, then there's one tomorrow. No, on the 18th. On the 18th, then the 19th, then 23rd. Schedule's all here. Uh, all good stuff. There's money up for grabs. That's basically the end of this. Is that there's? Uh, let's see how much was it. Roughly amounts to like fifty-five thousand dollars to be split amongst the winners. Like twenty-seven to the runners-up, and then like. 9,000 for the third place team out of the uh, out of the six teams so 
it's like a huge round robin thing and then there's a tournament at the end it's it's very the rules are like very complicated which only reading a translation of of the things has been like oh okay no i i understand because like i can't watch like the original production material because it's all in japanese and i I need someone like Dr. Fuga Tibetai to help me out. Uh, so if you need some help learning that stuff, then that's all good. Or you could also pop into this breakdown from SRK. Uh, basically wraps up day two. Um, Hayatani is undefeated and Hayatani is very good. Daigo's team leads. That's interesting. That was like, like actually not predicted. Everyone thought Tokido's team. And I still think Tokido's team. I would think that Itabashi's team is the underdog. It's very interesting. I just wish Hibashi kept playing Zangief, but that's that's irrational and not a smart idea. Um, the Zangief is, they took Zangief out of the game, uh, but they put in Cody, actually, is the new character that they're putting in the game. All kinds of fun Cody stuff. Uh, in fact, uh, they released the moves list for Cody. Look at this sexy gentleman. He's like all mayoral. He's really, his tie's a little loose new top button in that shirt that's strange uh anyway uh so if you want to get an idea of what his moves list is like and how to perform his inputs uh this might be a good place to start uh there are also some other breakdowns i know there's the wso thing that we might have talked that we talked about last week uh, with our life uh, which we only briefly touched upon. Uh, but this digs into this a little bit more and just shows that they're releasing this stuff early. Uh, something that I didn't recognize was that his, <laughs> uh, his target combo is just like an auto combo. It's just light punch. It's just light punch. You just press it four times. I mean, I get, like, it makes sense, right? It makes sense. I don't know why I hadn't pieced that together from the WSO stream where I was like, oh yeah, his, like I knew he had a target combo that can either lead to a grab or, or a knockdown, but it's like I didn't realize that it was just light punch. That's very silly to me. It's very silly to me. Uh, it kind of also shows off like V-trigger, uh, V-skill stuff. Uh, he has a lot of different moves with his V-trigger 2, which I think his V-trigger 2 is going to be the stronger one. Uh, which we actually saw in practice uh, with the New Day and the Elites Street Fighter V Edition Showdown. Uh, that happened earlier today, in fact. It concluded only a few hours ago. Uh, this was uh, Xavier Woods and Kenny Omega built up their teams and did a three on a three v three with like the team a team versus battle thing the Street Fighter V has that not a lot of people actually use in practice. It's like, I don't know, they sh that should be an online feature. They should make that online. By the end of Street Fighter V's life cycle, they should, God, they should make that online. Because I've totally forgotten, I've totally forgotten that that was a thing that exists until I saw, like, this beef. If you haven't been following, uh, this, again, this SRK post does a very good breakdown. Oh, excuse me. Take another sip of that hot toddy. Gotta keep it clean down there. Uh, in the pipes. Uh, so, what this does is it's a article breakdown of the beef, where it, the origins of, uh, and actually talks about like WWE is covering it, which I'm like, okay, but like the Venn diagram of people who enjoy wrestling and are part of the FGC is it's like one fucking circle, my guy. Uh, you're not reaching new customers there. 
so anyway, I mean, it's cool though. It's cool that they're covering it. Like, it's just a little extra, extra thing. Maybe get more players involved thinking about Street Fighter. Maybe want to get into it. More people. Other communities reaching out to the fighting game community are are very cool. I think. I think it wasn't Ninja the other day who streamed a, a Smash tournament or something like that. I only tangentially heard about this. I might be getting that totally wrong. It might have been some other very popular streamer who was restreaming a a Smash tournament and then but like stayed with it and like talked about why things were were hype at the time. Don't remember exactly what it was, but. If that is the, because again, don't follow Smash, that wasn't posted on our Street Fighter, so it doesn't exist to me, because I'm a hyperbolic person. Uh, That's just how I live my life. Uh, No, but anyway, so they had their beef. Uh, Spoiler alert. I'm going to give you a spoiler alert. Jump ahead like two minutes if you don't want this spoiled. Uh, Because, and I'm giving this because uh, the type of play exhibited here isn't like, like, these guys aren't pros. It's very sloppy play, and, like, their teammates are also, like, extra sloppy as well. So, it's... it's they made it extra sloppy for you. Uh, so, like, from a, like, watchability standpoint, all the fighting is like, well, yeah, okay. But, like, the works around all of the fighting are somewhat entertaining. So, like, there might be some entertaining value for that. Uh, but what I will say is that Kenny Omega's team loses the team battle. Uh, but at the end of it, uh, Kenny Omega stands up and is like, no, uh, Austin, Xavier Woods, uh, this is between you and me. This is not everyone else around here. This is not our teams. We have the beef and we didn't get to play each other. Uh, challenge you to challenge them to a first five, uh, and on the spot. And like, clearly all of this was staged, uh, is the other thing. That's like one of those things where you got to be a smart about it and <laughs> Tasty Steve wears the crimson mask. Okay, that's just what I'll say about what happened, okay? It's, it's all well and good. It's all for show. Uh, Austin Creed brought in some peppers and was like, I put these peppers down, these habanero peppers. Uh, loser eats the peppers. Uh, so, Austin Creed, <laughs> Xavier Woods, and Kenny Omega do their first to five. And then Kenny Omega does that turn, that heel turn from the knife to the pipe. Uh, he's like, I've been practicing the pipe all day. Ha ha. Gotcha. And then uses the pipe, which I think most people have like already agreed just by looking at it and people getting their hands on it at E3. Like, yeah, the pipe is probably the way to go. Pipe is probably leads to a lot, a lot more, more options with, um, with Cody in terms of V trigger selection. This is V trigger too. And Kenny wins, and it's a whole thing. And I expect this beef to continue and be extended all the way to CEO. And I look forward to all the fun, dumb beef, uh, what the the wrestling world of entertainment has for uh, the FGC. So this is all very exciting and good. And but also like from a fighting game spectator's point of view, like eh, there's a lot of just like buttons that hit from up close where you're like you should can't like you should be looking to cancel that or like why do you press the sweep there that's strange um which again all of it may or may like part of that may be that the matches themselves were i don't were they stick with the matches themselves rigged uh yeah whatever man it's wrestling and i the lines are so blurred i can't even tell you oh my god 
but anyway, so let's get off of that. Let's get off of fake fights and get to real fights. Get to someone who is in it. So two people who know about it. Uh, and I will lead your attention to uh, the Gauntlet podcast. Uh, this is a podcast from Chris T uh, and uh, Brent School. Uh, but what they've been doing, or I should say, what Chris T has been doing with uh, with Beast, because he's like sponsored. Hmm, he's sponsored by Beast or Psy Games. I, I can't fucking remember how that works out. I think it's Beast. Regardless, it's basically the same shit. Uh, and what they've been doing is going around and interviewing uh, strong players uh, and community members and getting some really good player-to-player conversations. Uh, and this one is with Christy and Luffy. Uh, speaking of like Luffy's Evo run in 2014, or like how Luffy has adapted going from Rose to Armika, which is like, if you don't know how Rose played in Street Fighter 4, uh, and how Mika plays in Street Fighter Five. Those are like diametrically opposed mindsets when it comes to how you play fighting, like what approach a fighting game. Uh, so they get into that. They get into how to stay mentally stable, uh, how to play from the loser's bracket and swing up, uh, how to keep you cool, when to like perform a reversal. Like that seems to be, and this is kind of going along with the last interview that Christy did with, with Daigo, Seems to be something on Christie's heart, where performing a reversal when you're in the loser's bracket seems to be like that huge risk of never wanting to do it because you'll just die. Uh, and Luffy just speaks from the heart. He's like, well, sometimes you just gotta feel it. You gotta do it. You gotta gotta learn how to. You gotta roll the flow. He just seems like a chill dude. It's a very good interview. Uh, these are two very high level players talking about very high level play, uh, and definitely worth the watch. Uh, as someone who is, if you're even trying to get to that level, or if you even want to think about what players at that level might be thinking about. Uh, and speaking of which, uh, that's a good transition into uh, this week's FGC's hmm, FGC history. Do we call it FGC Spotlight of the Week? Is that what we typically call this? I forget what my segments are called. It's been so long since I've done typical segments. Uh, FGC history is the next bit. Uh, so of course I have to go to to Luffy and Bonchan because why not? Uh, it, that transition was so easy, and it's a good set. Uh, this was a set uh, 2014 Evolution Grand Finals. Uh, Luffy coming from losers, Bonchan and winners. Sagat versus Rose, uh, and it's it's a solid match to see how Bonchan. I mean, spoiler alert, because we just fucking talked about it. But Bonchan loses. Uh, he was in winners, loses the the reset, and then loses the loses the tournament. But interesting to see how he plays this set. Uh, and I would actually and like how it changes over time because you see a lot of fireballs from a little bit further out than they probably ought to be in this particular matchup uh, because Rose pretty much demolishes everyone in the fireball war in, in Street Fighter 4 because of her ability to reflect and absorb. Uh, and almost the entire match, Luffy has has super uh, and gets away with it. Or, like, has good use of meter in this entire set. Bonchant, like, very solid play. Like, it's one of those things where 
there's a couple things that like someone might recommend him do in the neutral where he could like I can envision like something where like he had ran a set with a very highly skilled rose player like all night the night previously uh, and known this matchup a little bit better and and won it that's like an alternate history that I could see here uh, and you can actually see the change uh, this is a two for folks in their follow-up run back it's a money match uh thanks to ryan hart uh we have shake how you see most uh or at least have been got used to saying video of like this throughout the street fighter 4 era is people with their phones uh hanging behind stations uh holding them up with that shaky cam zooming in digital zoom all that digital zoom brought to you by ryan hart so good uh and this is like the first time they meet uh after that Evo match, do the salty run back in a uh, it's first five, and it is interesting to see how they both play it. It doesn't seem like Luffy really changes his game all that much, uh, but you can definitely see a change in how Bonchan plays the matchup. A lot more stand medium kick. Fireball spacing is a little bit closer little bit closer but like just little changes like that where if he had known those things going into evo would things have been different i don't know maybe uh but definitely these are both definitely worth a watch if you want to see how players might think about and lab a match in the meantime uh and high stakes and both times but not like super high stakes in the money match but you know when you're throwing money down there's high stakes there and you kind of like you can see both players trying to you know, defend the, the history of what had happened. Bontran trying to get that salty run back. It's it's all good. Uh, definitely worth a watch. And that'll do it for a show. Uh, I will leave with one more thing, uh, which is asking you, the listeners, uh, how do you want the format of this show to be going forward? Uh, because recently, they've gotten a lot of really positive feedback on the, on the guest episodes, uh, to which I ask you all, should I try and get more guest episodes or should I try and get more news episodes like this one? Granted, there wasn't much Street Fighter news this week because you know, they didn't talk about much Street Fighter stuff at E3 and that's where most of the people are anyway and it's, it's all good. Don't worry about it. Resident Evil 2 looks very, like, very good game. Uh, regardless, I ask you, do you want more the guests? us talking back and forth about you know what might or might not be going on in the world of street fighter uh go vote uh, i have a poll up uh, which will end sometime tomorrow uh so go vote in that poll if you are a listener and have any opinion on the direction of this show uh or or i should say and you should go vote in the player sponsorship which is also happening currently and will end on friday so at the end of the day on friday uh june 15th Look forward to that. Get your votes in now while you still can. There's limited time here. Uh, so go vote on how you feel this podcast should be. Go vote in player sponsorship. Go like leave a review for this podcast on however you choose to listen to it. Uh, but that's the show. You can find me at Super Joe Monday on Twitter, or you can find me at Joe underscore Monday on the subreddit. Or you can just talk to our street fighter through uh, at Reddit SF on Twitter. Uh, it's the official account. Either way, uh, we'll get in touch. Uh, any comments, you can leave in the 
there will be YouTube for this one as well. Uh, I just keep that archive just for posterity or whatever, because uh, some people like watching things, like watching podcasts on YouTube. But most people, most people just listen to the uh, to the podcast. But if you want to leave notes or have any comments, questions, or concerns, you can drop them in the, the post for this on the subreddit, uh, or you can email redditfighting at gmail.com uh, if you have any questions just tag your subject with questions in the header and I'll get around to them when I can or on the next episode whatever is pertinent uh, but that'll do it folks uh, until next time uh, take care and we'll see you next week fucking wind chime <laughs>